0: guys can you believe it it's only four five five days left until christmas who else is excited i'm obviously so excited but at the same time i'm actually so sad because that means the festive season is like almost over you have christmas then it's new years and then all of a sudden it's january and it's all over (laughs) so a little bit low-key sad but low-key super excited For Christmas this year, we're actually going out to my grandma, who lives kind of in the middle of nowhere. She lives in the country in rural Victoria, so that will be fun. It will be just so nice to go and see all of the family, but it's it's going to be hot. It's going to be a very hot Christmas, so we're definitely going to have a few sneaky mugs, (laughs) that's for sure. Anyway, coming into today's episode, I'm actually super excited about this one because I was actually a guest on someone else's podcast and this was a fellow coach named Sherry who specializes in binge eating and we had an amazing conversation talking all things nutrition, exercise and mindset. We really spoke to the importance of creating balance in terms of having and cultivating a healthy relationship with food and being able to achieve a body composition goal. We're both on the same wavelength where we truly believe that you get to have both. You get to have the freedom in your life as well as the body that you are confident in. And this is really what we're going to be speaking to today mistakes people are making with their nutrition how to cultivate a healthy relationship with food and what that actually looks like then we also speak to exercise as well like what the best exercise is in combination with nutrition to achieve a body goal once and for good so i hope you love the episode as much as me don't forget to send me a dm and tell me your biggest takeaway i love hearing from you guys and if you haven't yet taking a minute to leave a review on the podcast if you love the episodes please 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 if you could take two minutes of your day just to write a little review because that does help me grow the podcast and get this out to as many people as possible so it's greatly appreciated i hope you all have the best christmas and a happy new year and let's get into the episode
1: Welcome Laura. I'm so excited to chat with you. I have followed you for such a long time and your message around just genuinely having such a, a cultivating your mindset, having a really healthy lifestyle and helping women has been something that has been an inspiration to myself as well as something that I just want to sort of further share with our community. So, you know, chatting to, you know, essentially what you do. You're an exercise physiologist, a sports nutritionist and do so many fun high protein and delicious recipes. You're a content creator. Um, And then obviously you're an online sort of fellow coach as well. That's all about helping women change their bodies through changing the way they approach their nutrition and their daily habits with movement and exercise, sorry, whilst also having a key focus on changing your mindset and perspective when it comes to achieving your goals. Laura, like I said, I just love like your no BS approach to, you know, knowing the numbers as well as like, you know, actually having a plan in place, but then also leaning into enjoyment. And that resonates so much with my own message. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast and be able to yeah pick your brain and and chat to you further so welcome thank you what an intro love that <laughs> oh, love it love it i honestly feel like because obviously you've got a couple of different pages as well so i literally as i was sort of you know, coming up with questions and kind of getting clear as to how I wanted to chat or sort of what I wanted to chat to you about today. Um, I literally just dove into all of these different recipes that you post and I was like, <laughs> I need to start actually making my meals way more fun. Everyone knows this about me. I literally stick to like the most basic meals and it's until I start seeing more recipes online that I'm like, oh my God, I can make this delicious high protein pad thai. Of course I want to make that. So thank you for all the incredible content that you do give because I feel like even from my own perspective, you have... Literally, just give me this huge influx of inspiration when it comes to food, so I love it. So, Laura, if you can tell us a bit about who you are and what you do in the online space, and maybe we'll just start there together.
0: Yes, I don't know. You pretty co- like covered everything in your little <laughs> intro there. But so, hello, my name's Laura. For everyone listening, um, I am a full time foodie. If you haven't seen my Fit food recipes already um i love going out for a margarita i love going to a cafe on a saturday morning i love 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 to travel and like that's what i do in my spare time but as a profession i am an exercise fizz and a sports nutritionist and i've really niched down and specialized in helping women achieve their body composition goal whilst healing their relationship at the same time like i truly believe that we can absolutely have both and there's like there's so many things online where it's like oh all intuitive eating like just you know love your body now not like you know just love yourself Mm -hmm. versus like you can go fully into like the bodybuilder world of like sports nutrition where it's like really calculated and all the things well i truly believe that we can take elements from both sides build a healthy relationship with food. Whilst still looking good and feeling confident within our bodies, so that's kind of what I do.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, Laura, I love it so much that like that's exactly what I am all about, and I completely can can resonate with that, right? That especially in the online world, you can see so much on one side of the spectrum, which is that bodybuilder, like you know, chicken and brock kind of thing, and then on the other side, you know, it being very hashtag. And again, I want to almost like get into this with you as well around like hashtag food freedom, like kind of the, the stereotype of food freedom, which is kind of like eat whatever you want, you know, like almost like no guidelines, nothing as opposed to going, actually there's this beautiful pocket right in the middle where you can genuinely have kind of like a gentle structure, a clearer plan and still work in all the fun foods that you want while still being able to achieve your goals without there being a sense of restriction or off-limit foods or labels and things like that. You can find this really nice pocket. And I think not only obviously your coaching, but then also all the recipes that you do really, really speak to that and actually help educate women to be able to find like that golden, pocket right in the center and i think you know that's where we can see so many you know essentially the whole diet industry and the, the you know i think the health and fitness industry to a certain degree can it can feel quite blurry and quite confusing for a lot of women that are trying to achieve their body composition goals and change their physiques but we're then being sold lots of diets and supplements and all of this stuff when really like you know you can come back to the sort of the key fundamentals and get it right and heal that relationship with food
0: absolutely and it's like it's the biggest thing that so many people are missing and they don't even
1: realise it. So Mm. oh, that's such a good point. Yeah, so many many people don't even realise it. They don't know that there is this golden pocket right in the middle. And I think it takes a lot of people a long time to find that. Um, and I think that's obviously, you know, why you and I are in this space And when it genuinely comes from a place of, you know, you want to educate in that space and actually show people, bring people into the light, really. Um, so yeah, love that so much. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of what brought you into this space? Where where does your sort of passion for this uh, lie all sort of come from?
0: Yeah, so it all came from the fact that I struggled with my body image for a good solid five years, actually, like, let's say 18 years of my life, like I've always had mm-hmm disordered eating patterns I had never been confident within myself and because of that I like my nutrition and exercise was reflection of ultimately my self-worth like mm. I have no confidence my my self-worth was so low and then I was constantly looking for that external validation and I was always trying to find that through my body needing to look a certain way so mm. that is ultimately why I got into this work because it's not necessarily about the food but it's mostly about building our worth and being able to learn how to detach our worth from our body so that we can start fueling our body correctly and start exercising in a way that makes us feel strong and powerful and when we get that all in alignment then Mm. our body composition changes without even having really to do anything so that is why I got into it is because I know how it feels for your life truly to be controlled by your body and by
1: food Mm, oh, absolutely. I I love that reflection so much because I think, you know, when we sort of just come at our physique from that perspective of, you know, I, I just need to do this diet to get this body, we're kind of bypassing the whole real, what, what, what we want our sort of intention to be, which is actually genuine self-care. Like actually, how do I take care of myself? And I think that's where you actually have, a, have to build that sense of self-worth where you're actually deserving of having a body that feels good, that genuinely you feel comfortable in that. Yes, maybe looks the way that you want it to look, but also that you're actually like managing yourself and taking care of yourself. When it comes from that place, you actually don't have to battle your body. You actually get to take care of, and that's where our physique goals can then come to fruition. Um, I speak about this so much with my girls about, you know, when, when weight loss, let's say, or fat loss is a goal being able to, you're not putting it on the back burner, by, by sort of moving the sort of it off to the side a little bit. You're actually, by focusing on all the controllables and the variables that are actually going to impact that by focusing on the genuine taking care of yourself, that happens naturally. That, that is a, an outcome of all the things that you are actually controlling as opposed to trying to battle that to begin with
0: absolutely and I love that so much and that's exactly the same in my world as well it's like we always focus on making sure that we're focusing on the things that actually matter rather than Mm. the outcome goal like yes we're absolutely caring about body recomp like that's always in the back of our mind but we're Mm. able to have that detachment from it and not being you know having that needy energy and needing to have that to be ultimately happy or ultimately enough but Mm. it's about you know focusing on the controllables like you said what we can control every single day in order to achieve that and like the other thing in with all of that is like people get so fixated on wanting to look a certain way and they forget about their health and like Mm -hmm. I'm such an advocate for this because like I lost my period for three years Mm -hmm. and during that time like I didn't give a fuck about my health it was all about I needed to be skinny I needed to be small I needed to be X but at the same time, I didn't have my period. I had no energy. I was an irritable bitch, <laughs> wasn't paying attention to it. So that's the yeah. other thing. It's like, yeah, we need to cultivate self-respect and actually focus on our health as mm. well as achieving the body goal.
1: hundred percent. And I think, yeah, absolutely. That speaks to, yeah, that sense of self-worth and respect when it's actually when you put that first everything else can follow. I think something else that just came to mind there as well is that, you know, people think that they want to be able to control their weight, right? They want to be able to yeah. feel like they're in control of that when you actually realize that like that's actually something that you can influence, but you actually be able to like, let's say for instance, waking up tomorrow and I was like, tell me exactly what you're going to weigh. You have no freaking idea. You might engage, but you have no idea. Your body's going to do its thing. So there's a, an element of you're never going to be fully in control of that number. So why not then focus your attention on the variables that you actually can control that are not only going to make you physically healthier let's say but also mentally and emotionally you're genuinely taking care of yourself that number is going to do its thing and it's naturally going to come into alignment based off of everything else that you're actually doing as well like it's actually going to be an outcome of you taking good care of yourself and when you prioritize yourself that's where yeah if I could teach anyone that like anything any anyone anything it would be that Stop yes. trying to control that, and actually focus on what you can control, and prioritize the things that you know you need to prioritize. That's going to happen naturally. So, absolutely love that. What would you say? Because I know, right? There's so, be some so many people listening that are wanting, you know, weight loss. Obviously, obviously, I'm like playing very big in the binge eating space and emotional eating space. um So, a lot of people, right? They've been sort of struggling with their relationship with food, and have felt like they're battling essentially their body for quite some time. So they're in that sort of restrictive standpoint as well. What would you say to someone who? kind of like is initially starting out and they're you know maybe they've just been on a very strict diet for a long time what would you say would be something that you'd want to kind of like teach someone straight off the bat about how to approach maybe their goals of losing weight or just changing the way their body looks what would be something that you would want to sort of teach them straight off the bat as to how to approach that what's what would you what would you suggest
0: oh that's such a good question because there's so many things but at the end of the day like My first thing is always going to be like education. Right, like education Mm. on like actual nutrition. Like Mm -hmm. once you understand what carbs are and what carbs actually do for the body, they no longer become this scary thing. They Mm. no longer become this. Oh my god, if I eat this, I'm gonna get fat. It's like, well, I now know that I have to eat, you know, 200 grams of carbohydrates every single day. And if I don't eat them, that is the reason why I'm binge eating. That is the reason why I've got low energy. That is the reason why I'm not seeing weight loss ultimately. Mm. So I think that is like such an important piece that, you know, instead of focusing on going to try and stick to another diet, first start off with mastering the basics, because that's what people are not willing to do. They're not willing to do the like, at the end of the day, it's like it's harder to actually learn the skill instead of like, you know, just copying and pasting and sticking to something like a deeper level of understanding versus, oh, I'm just going to copy this and be strict is Mm. like, that's easier than actually understanding how to fuel your body correctly.
1: Mm, 100%. And so what would you say? Because I know that that there's probably gonna be someone listening that's like, oh, but Laura, like carbs just don't work with my body. Every time I eat carbs, I gain weight, like carbs, I have to be on keto. What would you say to that thought? Um,
0: Well, first of all, like, I will never shame anyone or judge anyone in the way that they bring anything to the table. Absolutely. Because what we have to remember is that everything we know is based off conditioning. Like we've learned that carbs are bad. So if we think that, then it's like, okay, cool. Where did you learn that? Like who taught you that? And that's the first thing that I will always ask someone. It's like, where did you get that information from? Like was that from an influencer that told you to drink a green juice for breakfast and then you're going to get a flat stomach? <laughs> or was that from the national Australian guidelines who have like so much evidence base behind it that's actually telling you to eat 6 serves of carbs a day? So like mm. let's understand why we're having these thoughts and where they're coming from. What's the undercurrent? What's the ultimately the limiting belief on why do you think it's bad? Like if you're going to gain weight, okay, why? Let's uncover that. So therefore we can move forward appropriately and like distinguish, like, is this a limiting belief? Is this actually true? Or is this something that I've just told myself repeatedly because that's what I've learned to be true in that
1: moment. Mm, Beautifully said. Absolutely. And I think that's where, yeah, what sort of came to mind there was that you know, it's about bringing awareness to yeah. why am I doing what it is that I'm doing and being willing to question. And I think a lot of people sort of struggle with that sometimes because they don't maybe want to see, oh, I've been sort of doing this for so long. I, it's almost like I have to make it work. So there's an element of, of like, there's a bit of certainty in doing and repeating the same thing over and over, as opposed to being like, okay, hold on, what I'm doing right now may not be working. So actually, how can I just make sure that I yeah, bring awareness to that and go, what would it look like if I actually did have some carbs? Like, is there a possibility here that actually by having that, like my enjoyment of food and my behaviors can actually start, yeah, coming into a little bit of alignment there as well. So yeah, really, really love that. Like, I think this is also where I'd love to get your thoughts around this because I know obviously there's, I feel like, you know, we kind of mentioned those two camps before about, you know, kind of the, let's call it the bodybuilding space, let's say, where there's sort of, you know, very strict on macros and calories, which I think is, you know, the classic sort of diet approach of if I want to lose weight, if I want to change my body, if I want to, you know, get toned, let's say, like we'll use that vocab, we almost have to track, 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 right? We like, we need my fitness pal. Then there's the other camp, which is very, you know, again, hashtag food freedom of just very, um, And when I say that guys, like really, you know, the concept of food freedom being, I can have whatever it is that I want, whenever I want, no limits, no guidelines, like, which is something that a lot of people fear, right. When they think about food freedom, I think, but if we think about that sort of, you know, not tracking anything and just going intuitively, where do you sit in terms of what would be the best approach for someone that right now is maybe yet has been on a diet for some time. They want to stop, sort of stop thinking about calories as much. How do they navigate that? Where is your suggestion of how to approach the almost like the bit of the mess? How how can we sort of have a bit of clarity around what's the best way to approach that when you may not want to track for the rest of your life, but you also don't want to feel restricted? Mm,
0: Yeah, great question. And this is something that I like work with on a daily basis. It's so many women are coming to me and they've just got this, absolute obsession over my fitness pal and so first of all we are. I again always going back to that awareness piece it's like okay why what is that obsession piece and where is that actually coming from what are you actually afraid of because like we know it's never about the obsession of my fitness pal it's what we're making that mean about ourselves so like if I don't track perfectly then what is actually going to happen therefore I'm fucking afraid that I'm going to lose control I'm so afraid that I'm going to overeat I'm so afraid that I'm going to gain weight. So that's the first piece in all of this is understanding the deeper why and understanding the actual root cause of the problem, not the fact that it's like, you know, just a obsession. Like that's our symptom, say. And then we Mm -hmm. have to like, we have to explore that. And that's why I think coaching is so powerful. It's because like, yeah, you can you know you want to stop tracking and then you can follow like a a different thing maybe it's like a meal plan but then like you'll still have that same pattern and you'll still have that same behavior when you don't have the meal plan anymore because there's the lack of you know you lose control you don't have that sense of control say and then you know the fear of gaining weight always comes back in so Mm -hmm. like if this is you Like my first question, like I will always ask is just reflect on like, what is that obsession? Like, why, why is that happening? And then how can you use the knowledge that you have gained through tracking and apply that to balancing your plate? like i'm huge on portion sizes right and if you've tracked you've got a baseline of nutritional knowledge like you're not a beginner you know what a carbohydrate is you know what a fat is and you know what a protein is so now let's utilize this knowledge and start building a healthy plate with the correct portion sizes like quarter of a plate protein quarter of a plate carbs half veggies uh thumb size of fat a bit more carbohydrate maybe if you're um an active female like god i need more than a (laughs) <laughs> um, um and then ultimately what it really comes down to is overcoming that fear of you know fear of waking and learning how to fucking trust yourself that's what it really comes down to if you can't trust your hunger and fullness cues there is no way that you're going to be able to let go of tracking because there is no element of trust so that's a skill that you also like work on learning how to trust your hunger and fullness cues obviously that's like a whole thing but like that's Mm -hmm. that's what i would really recommend doing
1: oh i love this so so much absolutely i'm so so aligned with this um because i think yeah definitely speaking to that concept there of trust oftentimes people don't trust themselves because they have maybe been on a diet for so long. And then every single time they've tried, they might have, you know, they've almost labeled it as failing because they then feel out of control. But oftentimes what they've tried is in some way, still quite restrictive. It's they're, they're still cutting out certain things or they're not eating when they're actually hungry. They're trying to push past their hunger. So it's not actually the, the balance and the portion sizes that they can't trust. It's that you're actually, you're not addressing the other pillars that you also need to have in place. Which means that every time that you have, again, tried, you're almost sort of setting yourself up for a bit of a fall there because you're you're putting yourself in a wobbly situation, but it's not actually the portion sizes or the, you know, that part that you need to work on. It's the other things as well. So I think, right, if if we're thinking sort of, you know, sort of digging a little bit deeper into that concept there. So it sounds as though, um, and this is sort of a big part of why I love your messaging so much, because you are about um you know yes knowing the numbers and having that plan in place but then also not obsessing about that so what would your suggestion be for someone that's like look i've been on a diet for a long time i don't want to be obsessive about the calories or the numbers but i also want to make sure that i'm eating the right amounts would you suggest going straight into portion sizes or would you suggest actually tracking for a little bit which does it sort of depend what what would you sort of recommend for someone
0: yeah well I'll like I'll always go it it depends right and this is something that I say huge in the coaching industry is that like people have their one method and it worked for them so therefore that's what they teach Mm -hmm. and like I see all the time so many clients come to me they're like oh my god this person made me track and like this is the only thing that I could do and then all of like I couldn't stick to it and like what you already said it like it's like They make it mean that it's them, that they're the problem, Mm -hmm. that they lack willpower, that they lack discipline. But yeah, like it was just not the right strategy for that person. Mm. So like it depends. I would probably like if there is a big obsession in and around tracking. I will always try to wean someone off it and build trust back with just portion sizes and a um, building trust with their hunger and fullness cues and eating for satisfaction and all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then like I always said, it's like you have to have to look at the attachment to it. Like if you've got an emotion about something, that mm-hmm. means you're attached to it in some way. So that's why we have to
1: practice that in order to move through it. Yeah, I love that so much. So would you suggest then, let's say someone was quite, let's say obsessive with their tracking. Would you say that the first thing would be, you know, getting obviously your numbers right, getting clear on obviously, I think the sort of first step there is getting clear on what your goals are, then understanding the numbers, understanding then what that looks like in terms of like the structure of your day, Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: really leaning into that self-trust and weaning yourself off it and really then building that trust of, hold on, when I don't plug this exact same meal that I have every single day for lunch, when I don't plug it in to my fitness now, <laughs> wow, nothing changes.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's always an element of control within the process of doing it because otherwise it feels like a fucking rocking ship
1: for the person and they're like, oh my God. 100%. I, I love that so much. Yeah, I love that because I think that's where right, people can, it's almost like a people try and start something new and they can shock themselves. Yeah. into trying something completely different as opposed to going, it's okay that you have done something for so long that feels comfortable for you. And then it's also giving us permission to maybe, yeah, want to try a different thing, but you can find that nice bridge between the two. It doesn't have to be, oh my God, how am I ever going to stop tracking? Just try that little by little to go, okay, the meal that i keep plugging in every single day what would it look like if i actually didn't track that and i actually just looked at you know i know what a tablespoon of peanut butter looks like and maybe i actually don't weigh this one out and i actually just try and you know bit by bit trust that when you do that nothing bad's going to happen and then when you realize nothing bad has happened oh wow right you've built that I always call it like our wall of self-trust and every single little thing that we do like that it's a brick and we build up this really big wall bit by bit by bit so that whenever you do have this wobbly moment you can lean on that and actually be like hold on I've got this everything's fine
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about building evidence in safety that it is okay to do it. And I I love that analogy so much because it's absolutely true. Like, we can sit here and talk about it all like till the cows come home. But being successful is about doing the thing. And it's actually about Mm -hmm. not tracking the meal and actually then creating that safety to And then being like, Oh, this is actually okay. But like, we can't have,
1: like, we don't have that unless we, you know, take the scary, messy action. So Um, I love that so much. The scary, messy action. Absolutely. I think, right, that sort of leads me to my next question around, you know, what do you sort of see being a really big roadblock for women when it does come to almost like that follow through piece, right? About like when someone knows what it is that they need to do, that maybe they're, you know, they're quite motivated and they really want to change Um, Whether, you know, whether that looks like um, healing their relationship with food or even just like being able to like stick to this like new, and I I almost like hate that terminology of like sticking to a plan, but, you know, sticking to this new plan of like, this is my new phase of life. I'm actually really going to prioritize myself. um, What would you say is, yeah, what would you say to someone that's really struggling to do that follow through and have that grit? Um, And oftentimes I kind of see this part being people fearing like restriction or they fear, you know, just essentially following anything new and fearing failure what would you what what would be your suggestion around that about how to actually follow through a little better
0: yeah that's a good one because like that is ultimately why people are not successful with their diet or like a fat loss phase say or a body recomp phase it's Mm -hmm. because they're not able to sit through the discomfort of what it actually takes to achieve it and I think one of the biggest things is like mindset blocks that don't people don't realize that's going on so things like if you're running from the undercurrent of perfectionism like say you know oh I didn't track this perfectly so I'm not gonna track the rest of the day I'm just gonna say it doesn't matter anymore and just eat whatever the fuck I want or it's the classic well perfect Monday to Friday and then just blow out on the weekends and right? it's these things ultimately are leading to self sabotage so our perfectionism is leading to the sabotage which is leading to people not being successful with their goals so it's like that's one of the biggest roadblocks is actually understanding your own patterns whether that's a perfection pattern whether that's a control i have to have this all in control if it's if i'm not in control then it's not going to work if it's like a fear of failure thing, if it's a fear of you know lack of self trust, like these are the like blind spots. Let's um, say what they're called. Is like which is ultimately causing that self sabotage, which is um, causing leading people not to reach their goals. The other thing I wanted to say on this one is people are not willing to put in the time that it actually takes. And this is the thing: people get caught up with distraction. People get caught up in not seeing results fast enough. And then they'll jump to something else, which is which I just call shiny object syndrome. I'm like, babe, like <laughs> how long did it take you to finish your degree? you're not mm. going to grow your glutes in 12 weeks. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <died in> that <laughs> way. and People are not willing to like, and again, but we have to look at understand why it's like, because we have so much conditioning to 12 week diets, lose 10 kilos in 12 weeks. So like, of course, like that's our expectation because that's what we've learned. So like undoing that conditioning as well, is a huge piece in becoming successful.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I yeah, really can resonate with so many of uh, the points that you just mentioned. I think, um, yeah, the key sort of pull out from that was you know being able to see your own patterns and learn about oh yeah, like this is actually the undercurrent of my behavior and where my self sabotage is popping in,
0: yeah.
1: um, is so so crucial. I think that's really where you know you uh, you know being a coach to your girls and same goes for myself. Like that's really I see that as a huge part of like the job. Right, it's like it's. A lot of people, they feel like I know what it is that I need to do, right? So you've got people that are, you know, they're coming from a place of being quite uneducated and they're wanting to actually learn. And then you have a lot of people that know what it is that they need to do, but they can't quite follow through on it. That's really where, you know, again, having a coach that can actually, you know, shine a torch on the blind spots to help you step through that. And actually break through from that pattern can literally be the most pivotal thing yeah. um so yeah i think that's that's such a such a key highlight and i think as well right like being able to um something that you just mentioned there around that sort of like follow through piece right when we can realize that like that we do have that perfectionist mindset um actually maybe i'll sort of ask you a little bit about that in terms of actually sort of letting go of that perfectionist mindset what would you say because i think that's something that a lot of women struggle with do you have any recommendations as to how to kind of like let go a little bit from that because i think we sort of see that pattern right of like the monday to friday is perfect i'm on track and then it gets to friday night and someone has an urge to just like hit the fucker button is what i call it mm-hmm. and they almost have to feel like they're like white knuckling it and then as soon as they have like a banana they're like oh my god i'm screwed up i'm like i you know i'm off track and whatever when really there needs to be that element of actually being a little bit agile how would you say would be like or what would you say would be the first sort of couple of steps someone could do to try and let go of that perfectionist mindset
0: mm. yeah so we have to look at our rules um like if you eat the banana and that is your rule, you're like, you fucked up and you've gone over your calories. Therefore, you've broken your rule and you're no longer perfect. That's mm-hmm. why that perfectionism mindset is playing out. So what we have to do is we have to look at every single rule and restriction that we have in on our diet, in on our food and in on our beliefs. And one of the biggest things that I teach in building a, like my my definition on quote unquote, building a healthy relationship with food is learning how to treat every single day the same, regardless if it's a Monday, regardless if you're on holidays, regardless if you're wherever, right? Like we have to learn how to treat every single day the same. And then we have to learn how to get rid of the rules. So for example, like if you go over your calories by a hundred, instead of making that mean that Oh, i'm not perfect that's not good enough what that means is i've just eaten an extra 100 calories and that's okay like that's not mm. a bad thing there's nothing wrong with that but it's because we have that rule that it's wrong that we make it wrong so mm. that's why it's like we have to learn how to reframe every how we think and how we feel about food basically so that then we can let go of that perfection thinking and then of course like just building evidence in terms of like how many people do you know who are not perfect every single day mm. that are getting fucking amazing results like this is why i love to use comparison in such a healthy way because it's like well if it's possible for them it's absolutely possible for me as well there's nothing i'm not special like let's be real for it on <laughs> let's be real for a minute um and utilizing that in front of us it's like well it doesn't have to be perfect And looking back on past experiences in your life, well, how many times have you not gotten it perfectly, but you've still seen success?
1: Mm, Absolutely. I love that so much. I love what you just said about comparison actually being something that can be quite fruitful and actually be quite helpful (laughs) to go Hold on. I, you know... Yes, also have a bit of a take on comparison in the sense of, you know, even when you look at someone and you're like, I want to be like them, there's also an element of like, you can choose to use comparison and use it as a, you know, there's obviously something within them that I actually really like and that I actually really want to be like or emulate. And that can actually be quite an inspirational thing. But then also then, you know, the comparison that you were just speaking to about going hot on, you know that that person is probably not getting every single thing right. They're probably not finding every single thing easy. But we then we're only viewing again. This is the thing with social media, right? We only view such a you know highlight reel. We don't see everything else. We don't see the extra hundred calorie banana that someone else did have, and we're just seeing you know the the simple day on a plate and going, oh, that was so easy for them. Why is it not so easy for me? Um, just kind of going back to that those rules. Um, yeah. I love I love what you just said about like you know focusing on reframing them and actually you know, almost like recreating new rules of like, if I go over a hundred calories, that does not actually mean that I'm off track. And that's really where I do focus so much with my girls on like the ranges. And I think, you know, people always speak to like targets, but it's also going, you know, what, what if you actually gave yourself like 2000 to 2100? And it's like actually going, as long as you fall somewhere within that, And even then, like, you know, having like some buffers around that, let's say on the weekend, if you actually make the rule and I uh, make this rule for myself, it's like if I am actually, you know, in a little bit more of like a tracking phase, for instance, going, you know, as long as I fall within this, I'm actually going to equal that as success. And if I, you know, I'm a little bit below or I'm a little bit above I'm My rule is that I'm not off track in any way if I choose to have an extra snack. because if I choose to have that and it's intentional and I've been curious with myself and I've gone, yeah, I actually really want to do this. Um, or even if I haven't, and it's a mindless moment, like it, being able to go, you know, th- that's actually okay. I'm human. I don't get everything perfectly right all the time. Yeah. The rule is that's actually okay. It doesn't mean that I'm undisciplined or inconsistent person. I don't have to make it mean as much as, we tend to make things mean, right? We graft on all of these rules and meanings onto things about who it is that we are and what we're able to achieve when in reality, sometimes the banana is just the banana and everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I love
0: that. <laughs> At the end of the day, perfectionism just comes down to protecting ourselves from failure. That's mm.
1: where
0: perfectionism comes from. It's it's a protection mechanism of the ego to being like, well, if you just go, well, bucket, it, that means you're protecting yourself from The failure of what you would experience if that was to be true so that's what we have to realize it's like well let's bring that into our awareness that our perfectionism comes from a place of we really fucking care like we really care and we really want to achieve something so let's bring in the compassion piece instead of falling down into that shame spiral of being all the reasons why you're not good enough because you weren't perfect why don't we come in with curiosity and compassion to be like oh I care so much right now like, mm. how can I utilize this bloop in this moment as a learning tool? Like, pat myself on the back, give myself a hug and being like, you're okay. You're not failing. You're mm. fine. You just had an extra 100 calories. Let's explore why. Like, why did you do that? Let's come in with curiosity and being like, are you actually not eating enough? Like, mm. did you do more exercise? You know, like, let's, you know, like, defuse the bomb in a um, really, really healthy and more so taking responsibility way. Instead of making it all
1: the reasons why it was shit. Oh, 100 percent I like, yeah, defusing the bomb. I love that. And everything that you just said, I'm like, this is exactly why I want to do on this podcast because your (laughs) your mindset I resonate with so so much. And I think what you just said about like, you know, taking things, like my my sort of take on that is like feelings are feedback, right? Feelings can be feedback and being able to go let them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And actually going, hold on. So I'm feeling a sense of shame, guilt, or regret. Okay, this is, you know, let's unpack that. Let's defuse that. Let's actually sort through that. What is is truth? And also what is just maybe like conditioning of past, you know, diet rules and things that might be popping up there. But also, is there an element within this of, you know, is this feedback for me that something actually within that decision actually felt a little bit misaligned, right? And okay, is it, is it because I wasn't intentional? Is it because I didn't take a pause? Is it because I, you know, had a plan as to how today was going to go and it's gone, you know, a little bit askew or, you know, let's get curious and actually go this, yeah, this is feedback showing me that this is really important to me. And instead of judging the fact that I feel these things at all, and that I haven't had this perfect, perfect day, can I actually take this as like, okay, cool. So do I need to actually add in a Additional snack in this moment because this happens every single day and I you know this is behavior I don't want to stop I just do want to stop sorry or I want to be more intentional can mm-hmm. I actually learn navigate adapt and evolve so that this actually becomes less of a problem and it becomes something that I actually solve right and I think that when we speak to like failure it's like actually being willing to Like, you know, you going off track is not failure. If you look at it as like, this is an opportunity for me to learn about myself, about what actually is going to be the best approach for me moving forward based on how I am, based on my patterns, based on the way that I like to eat, based on my energy levels, based on my activity levels, like genuinely getting curious as to how can I, again, come back to self-management and really help myself through these moments so that whatever your goal is, whatever your plan is, you can actually stay really aligned and on track. Um, Yeah
0: absolutely like being building the skill it is a skill and it took me a long time to be able to do it to look at my mistakes as a lesson god it was hard but it was one of the greatest things that I've ever been able to do myself for myself sorry it's like my coach says like sometimes you need a pebble to be thrown at you sometimes you need a boulder before you'll start listening but eventually you start to tune into it and it it helps so much
1: Ah, oh, love that. Yeah. I think something that you actually mentioned earlier that sort of relates to this as well is this piece around, um, yeah, like practicing that skill and then also being patient, right? Being yeah. patient and being willing to, you know, the whole concept of failing forward. It's being, and again, like I use that word failure. I don't, I don't like that word failure, but I feel like a lot of people will be able to resonate with that. Being able to, you know, find things challenging and putting in the practice and actually then also being patient and waiting for those results. Um, You know, this is where I think our relationship with food, right? It hasn't taken us two seconds to get into a little bit of a tiff with ourselves and with our bodies. You know, oftentimes it's years of being on diets or trying to be smaller and trying to lose weight and being then bombarded with discover pages and TikToks of all these different things. It is confusing. It is really confusing. And so being willing to give yourself time to actually heal that relationship with food and something I always tell my girls is like, it's a relationship, right? It's like, literally, if you go into a relationship with anyone else in your life, you're not it's not going to be this like you know amazing marriage in two seconds and then this marriage is incredible relationships take time they take effort they take you know attention and awareness and you know actually understanding that person so why are we so unwilling to give our food and our you know the journey to achieve our goals and our you know our relationship with ourselves and with food why are we not willing to give it the same attention and time and patience and effort Um, because if we actually looked at it as a sacred thing we would actually really prioritize it and be willing to put let's say weight loss way on this back burner for a second and actually then prioritize the self-care and Mm self-management
0: yeah i love that so
1: much um so in saying that in terms of um people sort of creating i kind of want to like veer this now into like setting really realistic goals because i think that also then ties a little bit into that patient's piece right when someone has really you know goals that are putting a lot of pressure on themselves. And I'm going to guess you might have girls that also come to you being like, I want to lose 10 kilos in 10 weeks. And this is my goal. How do you re- sort of remove a bit of that pressure sometimes when someone really does come in hot and heavy and they're super motivated. Do you have any suggestions as to how someone can actually really set some realistic goals um, and take that pressure off so that they actually can succeed a bit easier?
0: Yeah. When it comes to goals, like I do love goals. Absolutely. But when my interpretation of goals is not necessarily about the goal itself, but it's like, because when you think about it, like you set a goal because you want to achieve something, right? And then, okay, cool. So you do these things in order to achieve the goal. Ultimately, it's not necessarily the goal that we want. It's actually who we need to become in order to achieve that goal. So that's like my biggest thing with goal setting is like, Where are you not showing up in your life to be that version? Because if you want to, you know, you want to change your body composition, you want to build muscle, you want to lose fat, yet you can't keep promises to yourself. You're not consistent. You're not a committed person. Forget it. Like, you're not going to be able to do it. So it's like well, yes, amazing, like, let's set these amazing goals, but, like, let's really look at how you are living and leading your life Um, every single freaking day. The decisions that you're making, the consistency of, you know, your nutrition, your meal planning, your going to the gym, going for, you know, a, a walk or whatever that may look like, like, this is the stuff that we have to look at. Who are you being? What do you have to let go of? in order to become this next level version of yourself
1: Mm, i love that so much and i think right this is where i can already hear people's little brains peeing sometimes right where it's like if we think well like that's all good and well but also i just want to lose the weight first and then i'll do all of that right and it's like this is where people you know will let's say go on these really harsh diets and they'll get like let's say that you've lost 10 kilos 10 weeks and you're super stoked. What do we then tend to notice right as soon as you go back to any kind of normality because your normality your standards of yourself how you live your life and your self-worth and everything is because you actually haven't built up you into becoming someone that can hold that you will naturally revert back and i think this is where people need to start realizing that exactly as you mentioned the end goal is not the weight loss the end goal is like who you are and i use weight loss guys because i know right that that's, that's a huge priority for so many people but obviously it could literally just be like you maintaining your weight and your current physique without the yo-yo dieting might could be that as well but about going like genuinely the goal is who do you want to be yes there's obviously the physical component but then looking at like the mental and emotional version of you like who do you actually want to be how do you want to be living your life and how can we get you to start showing up as that now because everything else will follow. Your physical body will follow. If you're actually eating well and nourishing your mind and managing your emotions and you're doing all this stuff because you're actually transforming you, yeah. not only will be able to achieve the goals that you have, but also you'll be able to hold yourself there. It won't be this yo-yoing difficult restriction. You'll actually be able to hold yourself because you'll know the standards by which you want to live.
0: Yeah. It's this whole piece, right? Of conditional living. I'll be happy when i'll be happy when i've lost the weight i'll be happy when i'm a size eight so that's where their attention goes and what people do is they just try and change their behavior in terms of they try the diets like you said and then just expect to be able to maintain it but if you want to maintain it you actually have to change what's actually driving your behavior and what's driving your behavior is your beliefs your values are uh, the way that you're living your life and if you're not changing your beliefs there is no way that you're going to be able to have a sustainable result because you're just going to fall back into your old conditioning and your old patterns. So, yes, of course, the nutritional strategy and the exercise program is so important. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, of course, we need to make sure we've got the right macros, got the right calories, you know, doing the right type of exercise. But, mm-hmm. like, if we're not looking at our beliefs that ultimately drive the behavior, then good luck sticking and maintaining that goal long
1: term beautifully said yep and I have this whole analogy right about I'm a big big analogy person everyone this thing I love that That, that I literally I I pull up these Sometimes they're great, and then also sometimes they make no sense. And I'm like, yep, guys, I know that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. But this one is one that does make sense. I have this analogy around um, like a train, right? And you've got three carriages you've got the first one, the second one, and the third one. And they represent our mindset, our emotional regulation, and then our habits and behaviors. And we tend to try and focus on the third train and try and change the third train and where it's going. But And this is where people be like, I'm just going to do this. I need more discipline. I need to just stick to this plan. Mm-hmm. But they're not addressing that it's being pulled by your emotional state and, you know, your emotions and, and a big part of like who you are. And then also your mindset and your thoughts, your beliefs, all your values, all of that. And so... You know, you can try or you want to change that third one and maybe you'll be able to like low key push it to the left or right, but it's being pulled by your emotional state and your mindset. So if you're actually thinking as the conductor of this train, how can I actually steer my mindset number one left and right, which is then going to shift my emotional state, which is then going to shift my behaviors. Your behaviors of third carriage will always fall in alignment with your emotional state and your mindset. So when you get those two carriages right, right, and when you're dictating as the driver, naturally your behavior is going to fall in line. Right, so focus on the things that are like the key fundamental stuff. Everything else will fall fall into place.
0: Yeah, love it.
1: That being said, if we we're sort of chatting to uh, coming, kind of coming back to this whole concept of goals and habits and behaviors, what would you say is kind of like the biggest roadblocks that you tend to notice women come up against when it does come to, let's say, you know, they're a month or six weeks into their journeys and they're like, you know, they're healing their relationship with food, feeling really good. Is it sort of like a common thread that you tend to notice that people, I guess, it's sort of the roadblocks that people hit where it's like, you know, a lack of motivation or they've like lost their momentum and they've started to see results and they're kind of maybe a bit impatient. What do, What would you say? kind of like the biggest roadblocks that you tend to notice around yeah that that period of time where it's a bit of yes what would be the term almost a bit stagnant right what would you say what would you say is sort of the key things that you notice and how can we try and move past those slumps?
0: yeah i love that i call it like the six week dip (laughs) oh really but like (laughs) an intentional part of my coaching program where it's like we address this exact thing because it's so common like the motivation wears off and then it comes down to you actually being committed to the goal And what I see a lot of the time, it's people are like trying to utilise this motivation long-term where where actually they just need to learn how to be committed because there's a difference between commitment and saying you're going to do something, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, teaching people that again I sound like a broken record when I always go on about this but it's like consistency always fucking wins and people Mm. are not willing to put in the time (laughs) Mm. just because it's like it's the time piece so therefore how can we start enjoying the process and I think a really big thing on this is learning how to detach from the outcome and needing it in a certain time frame is huge because if we're needing it to be in a certain time if we need it in 12 weeks it's going to put a lot of pressure on us during the oh my god it's week six and I'm only here and then which ultimately a lot of the time falls into like a a self-sabotaging pattern of like well I'm never going to be successful blah 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 all the stories that come up Um, so it's really really important to be able to detach from the time and most importantly operating from a place of trusting that it's possible for me and that can be hard for a lot of women because they've struggled so long with not seeing results so it's like well I don't have the evidence that it's not possible for me so it is hard to build that so I there's a lot of compassion and empathy in that space but it's learning how to you know celebrate the small wins day to day and like you know as an example it's like I did some goblet squats in the gym this morning and like I always record myself for so I have that feedback and my form looks so much better than it did like six months ago and it's like that's the shit that we need to be focusing on it's Mm -hmm. like those things they might be really small but they're the things that are actually going to get us to our goal
1: Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this so much because, and I kind of call this like metrics of success, right? We tend to look at one metric and literally be like, has my scale weight gone down? And that is the only metric that people focus on as opposed to going, hold on, that's literally like maybe, you know, one of 20 metrics that you want to be looking at. You want, how is your mood? How is your form? How is your energy? How is your relationships? How's your sex life? How's your, like literally having a look holistically, like, are you actually enjoying who it is that you're becoming? And how can we allow that to give you that sense of like instant gratification almost and dopamine of like, I'm actually feeling way better. Awesome. Can we actually lean on that and wait for that final 20th metric to come into place? As opposed to then when we actually compare that to the self-sabotaging loop that we notice can happen going, okay, yeah, but you could give up the other 19 where you're actually, you know, progressing beautifully. Yeah, sure. We can give that up just because that other one is not, not shifting just yet and i also speak to my clients around this around like you know if you knew that your body was changing but you just couldn't see it yet yeah if you actually had certainty even if you just trusted that that's actually happening yeah could you let that just like be true and just be patient yeah. right because we, we tend to allow that narrative to run of like oh well you know i don't like maybe nothing's happening maybe i'm already off track and maybe maybe it's never gonna happen to me but also if you could just trust that that one metric is actually moving but you just it hasn't come to fruition yet um, so that being said, in the sense of sort of delving a little bit more into like the food type of uh, sort of side of things, because I know that you have obviously, as we mentioned earlier, your recipe page, which is just so wholesome. So guys, and I'm going to, obviously we're going to plug Laura's, um, Laura's instas as well, so that you can go and check these out because they're just absolutely fantastic. Um, and everyone's like, Sherry, you always stick to the same meals. I know, but also I'm trying to venture out. So this is where your page is going to come become so useful for me. Um, but if we sort of chat to, you know, in terms of satisfaction and being able to have this slightly more like flexible approach with our food right because again steering away from chicken and broccoli we don't have to just have the basic carbs fats proteins we can actually make it a little bit more fun um what would be your recommendation for someone that is wanting to increase their levels of sort of satisfaction when it comes to their meals um do you have sort of like any sort of key things that you focus on to to actually, yeah, give give a bit of joy back into our meals without feeling like, oh my God, I'm off track or anything like that. How do you, yeah, what's your mindset on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I could talk about this all day. (laughs) You can make anything balanced if you have the education, right? Like at the end of the day, any food is made up of a specific portion of macronutrients, right? So it's like, okay, cool. If I want to make nachos, how am I going to make that balanced? cool. I'm going to use, you know, corn chips as my carbohydrate. I'm going to use mints as my protein. And then as my fat, I'm going to make it like avocado, guacamole. And then for extra fiber, I'm going to add in like a mango salsa, like
1: done.
0: And that's it. It's like, okay, cool like the biggest key to sticking to your nutrition is of, of course you've got to enjoy it and that's like the biggest thing is people were like oh i don't want to eat that so like why would i stick to that so it's like number one think about your favorite food it could be anything it could be italian it could be mexican it could be you know indian and then okay cool that's my cuisine i know i already love that how can i then make that balanced okay What mm. of my carbs What are my fats one of my proteins it really can be that simple
1: <laughs> I love that so, so much. I think like, cause I, you know, we've already sort of uh, spoken to like portion sizes, right? Being able to actually kind of balance out our plate a little bit, which you mentioned earlier. Um, but absolutely, like I think that's such a key thing that people forget is actually about going inwards and actually going, what is it that I'm currently craving? Like, actually, what am I currently yeah. craving? I think I saw one one of your your recent reels, like you did like a pad tie, I think, and yeah. it was looked beautiful. And I was like, this is such a perfect example where it's like you can, of course, like yeah, so you can get takeout, but also you also don't need to. You can also make something yourself that is actually hitting your cravings, right? You yeah. actually you don't have to ignore your cravings. You don't have to fight. You don't have to just like have the rice because that's healthier no you can actually have the noodles that you would like and it comes down to actually balancing your plate correctly gauging nice portions and then moving on because you're actually allowed for this to be your journey and you need to enjoy it
0: yeah absolutely and that's one of like one of the principles of intuitive eating right is eating for satisfaction and that's why it's so so important because satisfaction actually turns off the drive to eat just as much as satiety So that's why so many people like, you know, you go out and you eat the lowest calorie option and then next minute you're home in the bottom of an ice cream tub Mm -hmm. is because like, yes, while you're full, you weren't quite satisfied. So that's why it's actually important to be making sure that we're incorporating these foods into our day so that it stops like binge-restrict cycles. 100%
1: I love this so much absolutely what would you say to someone that's like okay well I'm making sure I'm working on my cravings and I'm making sure that I'm you know hitting my fullness and I'm you know really I'm finishing the day and I'm I know that I'm full I know that I'm satisfied but I still want to keep turning towards food like Mm -hmm. I literally just feel like I want to keep picking and snacking what would be your take on just like your mindset almost around those moments let's say it's like right after dinner you've had your dessert you're in your range of calories and your portions and all of that. Tick, 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 tick. But there's this like little thought of like, oh, I can just go back for more. What is your take on that?
0: Yeah, uh, this one sits close to me because I definitely have struggled with a lot of emotional eating in the past. And that's what it always comes down to. It's like, well, if I'm not eating, like if I'm eating because I'm not hungry, then of course it's it's an emotional reason. So like the first thing always is looking at, well, what is it? well what is the emotion first of all am I trying to feel right now like is it boredom is it stress is it sadness like what is the actual emotion and then like looking myself at a whole it's like well where am I not fulfilling my needs where am I not you know having fun in my life where am I not socializing where am I overworking where am I not looking after my self-care because at the end of the day it's never about the food but it's what the food gives us and that's the thing that we need to give ourselves and we need to learn how to acknowledge that by not going to food so that's really what we have to look at
1: Mm, beautifully said. Yeah. Love that so, so much about how to meet our own needs. And I think right, this is where that curiosity piece that we were talking about earlier, being actually able to go, okay, yeah, I'm feeling a certain way. Can I get curious as opposed to being judgmental? Can I actually get curious as to like, okay, why do I feel the need to keep picking right now? And yeah. is there, you know, do I need to self-soothe? Do I need to go take a shower? Do I actually feel super lonely and need to go connect with a friend? Do yeah. I need to clean my environment? My apartment looks like a mess, but like actually getting curious as to what is the catalyst to this moment as to why? I'm feeling this way and how can I actually meet that need and be there for myself Um, and realize that I'm not a bad person for this being a challenge. It's actually going, how can I just be there for myself and learn what that looks like in those moments? um yeah i love this so i'm kind of like going through these kind of key pillars because i feel like you you're you know the way that you coach encompasses so many different areas um if we're sort of chatting mentors to to exercise quickly in terms of um because i know so many women right um and again women in the sense of from the past diets i might have been on or the diet industry in general being like cardio bunnies right being like i just need to do more steps need to do more running need to focus on just shred programs and on hit and all this kind of stuff right it's very confusing so what would you say to someone that might be like i just need to increase my cardio um i need to you know do more output um as a way to lose weight or things like that do you have like sort of like a recommendation as to yeah how to approach someone that might be wanting to lose weight that has that i needed to get more steps in need to shred fat that kind of mentality right now
0: Yeah absolutely and like first of all I would always ask them like what their actual goal is like what is your goal like is your goal weight loss or is your goal fat loss and Mm -hmm. there's a big difference between um, weight loss and fat loss when it comes to your exercise routine because at the end of the day you have to look about like exercise yeah it's like one thing but like there is so many different types of exercise and like all the different types of exercise is going to give you a different benefit say in the body and it also is going to make you look different um so and this is where people you know they jump into because they're running from that undercurrent of like i have to burn calories in order to lose weight like because we've conditioned right less food more exercise if i just do more then i'm going to lose weight and then i'm going to look the way that i want the problem lies with that is like well yeah if you want to lose weight on the scale and not thinking about fat or muscle percentages like if you just want to lose weight yeah just eat low calories and do heaps of cardio but what will happen is that you'll ultimately like your body composition will still be more body fat than muscle so you're going to look skinny fat Mm. this is something that i'm constantly going through with all my girls it's like yeah i just want to do burn more calories and do more cardio but that like I want to look toned I'm like well in order to look toned what you actually need to do is you need to build muscle and lose fat and the other piece of it like if your goal is just fat loss right if you don't actually want a body recomb and your goal is like fat loss but you're saying weight loss when you actually want to lose fat and maintain your muscle in order to achieve that you also need to prioritize maintaining your muscle and doing cardio And more steps is going to make you have less muscle. So it's actually moving you further away from your body composition goal. Mm. Think about it. It's like an exercise. It's a prescription. Like it's a drug prescription. And it's like, okay, cool. If you want to have more muscle and less body fat, then you need to be making sure your exercise routine is in alignment with that. A.K.A. you need to make sure you're hypertrophy training, you're lifting weights, you're applying progressive overload, you're training at the right intensity, you're following a program, right? Like this is what we need to be doing instead of going in and doing a freaking hair class that you walk out feeling like dead and not taking a class <laughs> <it off> from. <laughs>
1: hundred percent. I love this so much. I love that distinction. Thank you so much for making that distinction because it is, yeah, it's so, so important that everyone gets really clear on that. And I think that's really right where that number on the scale, we need to make it mean a little bit less sometimes, right? Where, you know, when you, when you are just wanting that number on the scale to come down, but also like your body could be completely changing and your muscle to fat ratio could be changing like let's actually look more holistically at again coming back to the metrics of success going okay this is one metric can I actually look at the other things that might be changing as well so yeah getting clear on what your goals are and then making sure that your exercise is in alignment with that um so yeah essentially you know so you're not shooting yourself in the foot as well um so that being said if we're sort of sort of chatting to uh like consistency as well right because we know as we mentioned patience is one thing but then also being able to have that grit and actually being able to be consistent when it does come to exercise to our food to our plans um so that we can achieve our goals i know that you know we spoke to this before we sort of came on to to hit record today um, but I know that, you know, you're. I see you being someone that is incredibly consistent with your goals and the way that you live your life, despite the fact that you move around so much. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Laura is, you know, she she does so many months uh, remote uh, working overseas and things like that, um, and very much sort of in that travel lifestyle. How do you specifically remain consistent with your lifestyle when you know that, you know, you could be in Bali one month and then the next month you're in Europe and, and all of these things? How do you stay consistent? What does consistency mean to you?
0: yeah consistency is just like it's just a I just identify as consistent like I am a consistent person so therefore that's just how I live and lead my life so it's not something that I do it's more so who I am so I'll you'll see it in all aspects of my life like I'm consistent in the way that I show up for my exercise in the way that I eat in the way that I it comes down to like taking supplements for example like it's how you do one thing is how you do everything so that's what I've just done. I've just aligned my being and I, my identity ultimately as I'm just a consistent person. So therefore, that's how I do everything. So it doesn't matter if I'm in Amsterdam, it doesn't matter if I'm in Chenggu, like I go to the gym, like that's just what I do. And so therefore, that I make it work. <laughs>
1: I love that so much. So do you have sort of certain like non-negotiables and I think you just kind of spoke to them, like whether it's like with supplements or things like that, non-negotiables every single day that help you sort of keep being sort of quite constant, whether you are in Amsterdam or whether you are in Bali, wherever it is, being able to actually, you know, rely on the whether it's like a little bit of a routine or things like that. Do you actually have those kind of key pillars in place?
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that when you asked the question, and I was reflecting on it because I was like, I don't really can like maybe to someone else they're a non-negotiable. For me, I don't feel like it's a non-negotiable because it's just like what I do, and that sounds. I don't know if that is makes sense or whatever, but like of course it's once you know the difference of what it feels like to be consistent, like what it feels like to get stronger, what your energy levels can be like, what you can succeed, like achieve in your life from just nailing consistency, like... Building my business and being able to travel remotely has always been like it was such a massive dream of my mind. Like I remember sitting down and writing in my journal of like literally how it was going to play out. And then because I was able to be consistent, I bring it to real life. So it's like being able, I, I don't know how to articulate that, but it's like... <laughs> um, and that's it. It's just like once you realize that it's not a new thing that you need, but instead it's like literally just show up for the gym four times a week, like literally just add protein to your meals. Like that's what it can be. And that's how you get results when you allow it to, because once you're able to ultimately master your mindset, because that's where it comes down to, um, is yeah, it's when you can really get success in all areas.
1: I love this so, so much. Absolutely. And I think, right, the, the sort of what I pull from that is you actually identifying, as you said, as someone that is consistent. And I think this is right where people can sometimes put a label on themselves. as like, I'm not a consistent person. I'm not a disciplined person. And then you end up operating as such because you have this belief about yourself. Whereas that, instead of being like, actually I am like, I am going to choose to be, and I am now a consistent person. What does that look like? And then having the grit to actually show up and become that in various facets of your life. Something I always sort of speak to as well as like, actually have a look at like other areas of your life where else are you actually potentially being quite consistent and actually how can you how can you then just bring that into your exercise your food your relationship with yourself like oftentimes we think that we don't have any consistency but it's like actually do you show up for work every single day and get there before like 10 a.m like probably yes right because you're probably pretty consistent with that area of your life you're probably a pretty pretty good colleague and whatever you know are you pretty consistent with checking in with your family because you actually prioritize your family your relationships probably yes so actually how as opposed to being like i'm not someone who's consistent actually how can you be like i actually am a consistent person how can i actually then just bring that into this facet of my life as well and what is showing up for myself and having that great look like and exactly as you said then as soon as you start to realize just all the incredible outcomes that come from that how good you can feel realizing that you know coming back to what you said earlier as well about the commitment it's actually then going am i committed to actually being this version of myself who is consistent who is disciplined who's discerning who's self-loving who's self-compassionate can I actually choose to be committed to this version of myself and then allow consistency to flow on from that? And consistency feels exactly as you said, like it's almost like easier. It's like easy because it's just I choose this life for myself. It's not about me trying to be here and then trying to reach up to here. It's like, no, I actually just I choose this standard of, of myself and I don't allow anything else below that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's also like there's a big element in learning how to like trust yourself and trust what you want to do instead Mm. of what you should do because Mm. i used to run myself into the ground like i i should be doing this i should Mm. be training seven times a week i should be eating this way i should be doing that but then like it never stuck like i couldn't be consistent because i was you know following something external and it wasn't until i was able to create that internal ultimately trust myself and also with the education around how to actually achieve a result with you on food and exercise right like there I will say that there is an element of I did like I learned the strategy to success like Mm. it started to work also creates an addiction to it because you're like oh my god like I'm actually getting better and I'm getting results now after trying so so fucking hard for so many years Mm. Um, and all of that so it's like it's having the right strategy for you and also really important in learning how to trust and discern like how you're feeling and allowing yourself like if you need to have rest you can have rest. If you need to give yourself a kick up the bum, give yourself a kick up the bum, right? It's learning how to know the difference and Mm. also having like, I don't know if you're much into like feminine masculine energy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because it's like it's like having that masculine structure, but then still allowing yourself to have trust and feminine flow amongst all of it so that you can you know intertwine i like to say and like mm. you know still get a result but in a non you know linear way and allow that most importantly like no judgment get rid of the shames of the right and wrong and allow mm-hmm. that to be your okay to get you to where you want to be
1: absolutely 100 percent. yeah having that masculine energy within you to be like okay yeah i need to kick up the bum and I actually you know being quite discerning and almost like that element of discipline but then also being able to go okay but also is it is there these moments where actually might need to flex a little bit and actually might need to you know give myself some rest and that that's not meaning that i'm off track or i'm not consistent it's actually that i yeah (laughs) that i'm actually i actually need to give this to myself and i always have this analogy right again about like taking your foot off the pedal a little bit that doesn't mean that you're off the pedal and then oh my gosh like i'm not moving anywhere it's like can you actually just release the pedal just a little bit because what does that allow Allows room for you to then put it back down and trusting that like you can ebb and flow and that like I look at that as being consistent it's like knowing how to ebb and flow and again like learn about yourself because for some people they can ebb and flow within like almost like weekly periods for some people it's like day to day they feel quite different so being able to learn about what works for you when do you need it you know ebb and flow and and be a bit agile as well as then have that semi-rigid sort of structure as well um so that being said just to sort of wrap up Laura is there anything that you would like love to say to someone who is maybe at the beginning of their journey in terms of healing their relationship with food and maybe finally doing this time different than how they've ever done it before they want to let go of diets and actually come to the table and be like yeah you know what I'm actually ready to actually have a new approach be there for myself learn how to self-manage better and finally achieve my goals is there anything that you would like love to say to whether it's like a past version of you or mm-hmm. like to that woman who maybe feels a bit overwhelmed but knows that she really wants things to be different this time around
0: yeah I think a big thing in all of it is like know that it's going to be fucking hard but it's going to be fucking worth it Mm. like it's it's such a bumpy ride and that's why I always have a coach like because like my experience of I've found it from my own relationship with food and body like I've transitioned those same patterns into my business like it's crazy how I I've seen that and then I've had to learn and learn how to let go of all the patterns all over again because they've just all been triggered again so it's like know that like it absolutely is possible for you and you're gonna fucking kill it however it's gonna be fucking terrifying and know that that's okay It's okay to feel fear, but it's the difference between allowing that fear to continue to control you for the rest of your life or being able to take action, take radical responsibility and create what you want because everything you want is always going to be on the other side of fear. Like I'm still learning that right now. Like running a business is like, it seems like, oh, glorified and all things, but it's fucking hard. Like the <laughs> mind shit shit that I have to go through is like, yeah. you know, and it's right. You see it on social media, but like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like it it's, we have to push through the hard things in order to be successful. And it's about having the courage. I think the most important thing, have courage because you will get there.
1: I love that so much thank you so much Laura where can people come and find you on Instagram to get more of your message
0: yes yeah, so I'm on two places love that for me so I hate it oh <laughs> no <laughs> um fit free Academy is all the places about how to heal your relationship with food and achieve body recomposition so build muscle lose fat um and then fit food recipes is where I share all my amazing food um so they're the two places
1: Amazing. And you also have your own podcast as well. Yes. Yes.
0: The for Free Podcast. I just had one, which I'm like so excited for.
1: Very exciting. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so, so much, Laura. If anyone wants to get in contact with you, is that the best place to come over to, to your Instagram, either DM you or you have a link in bio that they can chat to you about?
0: yes come chat come say hey come say mm-hmm. hey and tell me that you listen to the podcast i love it when you guys reach out and say yeah i listen to you and
1: i'm like yeah cool love that key takeaways 100 tell us what they <laughs> are thank you so much laura you honestly your message is just so aligned and i yeah like i have wanted to have you on the podcast for such a long time because i just i absolutely love your integration of nutrition and exercise and all of the sort of key fundamentals, as well as the key importance of having your mindset in place and actually learning about yourself so that you can actually, yeah, create a really sustainable lifestyle. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for sharing your mission as well. I absolutely love it. Thank you. The number one challenge, that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight often they are making two huge mistakes constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories secondly only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend but end up binging all to tell themselves they're going to start again on monday if you feel like you have tried Every diet under the sun, and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals. Take my free two minute quiz. You can find the link in the show notes down below, and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise, and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals.